Welcome to the Center Church Discipleship Podcast, where we seek to equip and empower those who believe in Jesus to live out their faith as all of life disciples of Jesus. My name is Greg Mayfit, and I'm your host for the Center Church Discipleship Podcast. I'm so excited to welcome you today to the first episode of the podcast, and I have here with me Justin Leach, the pastor of discipleship at Center Church. Glad to be here with you, Greg. Uh, unfortunately, you brought that Virginia Tech attire uh, again, um, but we'll be able to move past that. We are brothers in Christ. Amen to that. <laughs> um, well, uh, for all of you listening, we are honored that you would take the time to listen to the podcast today, and we're eager to provide you with quality content. Uh, one of the main reasons that we decided to start this podcast was in order to give a biblically formative message to followers of Jesus. We are bombarded with so many different messages or visions for our lives from so many different sources. Ads, parents, professors, bosses, the list goes on and on. Our hope is to push back against the narrative that the world is pushing on you by giving you 15 to 20 minutes of content and a vision for living as all of life disciples of Jesus. Yeah, I'm really excited to, to get into this. Um, so we happen to be launching this podcast in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. What a better way to start a podcast than a uh, pandemic happens, you know, maybe every once in a hundred years, I guess. Something like that. Um, but because of this, we're going to launch uh, with a three-part series titled Back to the Basics, How to Grow in Christ When Everything is Falling Apart. Justin, could you tell us a little bit about why you want to start talking about the basics? Yeah, yeah, we figured that uh, starting with the basics, that would be a good thing for a few reasons. One, start of the podcast. Why not just start with the basics? Second, in the midst of a time when everything really does feel like it's falling apart from the economy to safety to uh, just our understanding of what life looks like in social distancing, uh, what does it look like to flourish as a disciple in a time like this? I've gotten that question so much over the past uh, couple weeks. And then third, um, I do say uh, the basics in this title, but uh, although they are basics, these uh, different things we'll talk about in this series are challenging for most every Christian uh, to walk in consistently and deeply. So the three basics that we're going to talk about are daily time alone with God as a worshiper, uh, regular life in community as a family member, and intentional mission as a witness. Uh, These are the habits or rhythms or practices that will help you flourish as an all-of-life disciple in any season, uh, even in pandemic. Yeah, that sounds that sounds awesome. I'm I'm looking forward to kind of breaking down each each of those habits. Um, and so I guess that brings us to our topic today, uh, which would be daily time alone with God. Uh, so before we jump in any further, what do you mean when you say time alone with God? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, yeah, good question. We want to avoid the Christianese if at all possible and help help uh, clarify some stuff. So when I say time alone with God, I mean simply this. Time alone with God is a daily intentional time of retreat from distractions to meet with God. I'll say that again. Time alone with God is a daily intentional time of retreat from distractions to meet with God. I'll break down that definition a little bit for you. So it's an intentional time, right? It's intentional. You plan for what is important to you. And if we're going to meet with God in a meaningful way, and if we're going to have a meaningful relationship with God, and if a relationship with God is important to us and growing as a disciple is important to us, we're going to plan 
a time. We're going to make a plan for a place to meet with God. We're going to have intentionality behind meeting with God every day. It's a time of retreat, right? A daily intentional time of retreat. We move away from our normal place, the normal distractions that we face. We go somewhere to spend time with God, somewhere quiet where we can speak with him and hear from him. A third, we retreat from distractions, right? There are so many distractions around us with our phones, maybe more than ever. It is right next to our bed. Many of us use it as an alarm clock to wake up, and we um, often are distracted by the news headlines or the text messages that came in the night before, before we meet with God. So we are retreating from the distractions, and we are meeting with God. We are meeting with God because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can meet with the God of the universe. We have access to him through the blood of Jesus by faith. What an incredible ability to meet with God. So when I say time alone with God, that's all I meet. That's all I mean. It's a daily intentional time of retreat from distractions to meet with God. There's a great quote which talks about the importance of a time alone with God from a a man named George Mueller. And he says this, The first great and primary business to which I ought to attend every day is to have my soul happy in the Lord. That's the goal of this intentional time of retreat from distractions to meet with God is for our soul to be happy in the Lord every morning. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the first to admit I've I've got a ton of distractions uh, that I you know I deal with daily. Um, so why why is this time alone with God so important, especially in this season? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So time alone with God is so important in this season for a number of reasons. But but first, I'll say that time alone with God is always important, right? It's, it's yeah, important absolutely. in, in yeah, pandemic no. <laughs> yeah. and out of pandemic. Uh, it's always important because Jesus modeled it. And as disciples of Jesus, we live in the way that he taught and modeled for us to live. As we follow him, we seek to live like him. He regularly throughout the gospels retreated from the disciples intentionally that he was leading to meet with God. And we want to do that same thing to live a Christ-like life. But in this season, uh, the urgency really is increased uh, for time alone with God. And I think the main reason is because we face much more pressure than usual. Just with everything going on right now, we have much more pressure on our lives. We have increased anxieties, more financial health pressures. We need to combat with the word of God as anxiety is speaking to us all the time. We have increased responsibilities. There's more intense and urgent decisions to be made, and we need the wisdom of God desperately right now. Uh, There's increased flexible time for a lot of people uh, right now. Not everybody, but a lot of people. Yeah, Uh, So there's more opportunity to grow, more opportunity to fall, unfortunately, and we need the protection and the guidance of God in our lives. Right now, it's always important, but right now, the urgency for time alone with God every day is increased because we have much more pressure on us from all sides than than normal. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for that. That was was really helpful. Um, So if I don't have consistent time alone with God, or, you know, honestly, it's it's weak or stagnant, and I, you know, I'm kind of feel like I'm stuck or I'm in a rut, you know, what What should I do? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. And uh, the reality of the Christian life is that we always will have different weak times or ruts. And if you're new to the faith or have never learned how to have time alone with God, you might not have that consistent rhythm yet. And that is okay to be there. And this just could be your next step with Jesus. And so I'll share two things. If you find yourself in that place of inconsistent time alone with God or really weak and uh, not enjoyable or deep time alone with God, here's a couple tips for you. Uh, First, first, I would say you need to cultivate desperation. All right, cultivate desperation. Cutting through all the excuses we make, 
I am convinced that our failure to spend time alone with God is primarily from a lack of awareness of the reality mm-hmm. of our desperation. I'll say that one more time. I am convinced after we cut through all of the excuses that our failure to spend time alone with God daily is primarily from a lack of awareness about the true nature of our desperation. Right? Here's here's a little example for you. Uh, Greg, how uh, how hard does Lauren, uh, Greg's wife, how how hard does she have to try to convince you to eat three meals a day? Oh my, oh my goodness! I probably eat five or six meals a day, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no one convinces you to eat eat three meals per day. You don't need an accountability partner to eat dinner. Yeah, I'm right? a hungry guy. So right? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, we are both. Uh, Matthew four four says that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Going to God ought to be more and more in us like a meal than a chore, right? Ideally, we run to it as a feast that we crave, as a a nourishment to our weak bodies and our hungry souls. Ideally, we run to it aware of our hunger, need, and desperation, aware of the traps that the enemy is laying Mm. all around us and desperately needing God's guidance to get us through the day, to enjoy his presence and to know him, right? Ideally, that is what we will be aware of is our desperation, Um, So we need to cultivate that desperation. We need to grow in understanding the reality of the world we live in and our need for time with God daily. But, but, and this is is a big but, we are sinners, right? We are sinners and our attitudes will not always be correct. And so that leads us into the second answer, right? First, we need to cultivate desperation. But second, we need to cultivate discipline, All right, first we need to cultivate desperation, but second we need to cultivate discipline if we are having weak time alone with God or inconsistent time alone with God. Just because we don't feel like it doesn't mean we shouldn't. Just because the desperation that should be there isn't there doesn't mean that we shouldn't spend time alone with God. To meet with God when you don't feel like it is not inauthentic or disingenuine or deceitful or illegalistic. I've heard so many people bring this up. If I don't want to meet with God, then to meet with him is putting on a front or a face for God, and that seems not right. But that couldn't be further from the truth. Look at this. In Christ, by faith, you are a child of God. You've been adopted by him into his family. So when you spend time with your father, even when you don't feel like it, you are behaving like you actually are, right? There is nothing more authentic than for you to act like a child of God by meeting with your father, by spending time alone with God daily. To meet with your father is core to your identity, even if you don't feel it in the moment. It isn't inauthentic, disingenuine, deceitful, or legalistic. Need to cultivate discipline in this. Make a plan and resolve to meet with God daily. Commit it to the Lord. Tell him. Uh, Ask the Lord for help to help you in that discipline and ask for accountability uh, from community. A couple practical tips, right? Ask God for help. Pray and ask him to help you in this pursuit of meeting with him every day. Second, involve community. Ask for accountability and help from your friends. And then third, prepare to succeed. The night before you are going to meet with God in the morning, so every night, set up the coffee to brew uh, right when your alarm starts. Open up your Bible to the page you're going to read from and your journal and a pen on the desk or next to the uh, couch where you're going to sit and spend time with God in the morning. So you'll get up and those barriers uh, to avoid spending time with God won't be in there. So first, we've got to cultivate desperation, and we've got to fight for our heart to have that desperation for God. But second, we do have to continue to cultivate discipline, even when we don't feel like meeting with God. Awesome. So, you know, cultivate desperation and cultivate discipline. So that's those are two huge 
aspects that I think that will help uh, have consistent, you know, time alone with God. So as we continue going further in this discussion, what, what are some key aspects of time alone with God? Like what does that time look like? You talked about, you know, you know, setting yourself up for success, like setting aside your Bible and setting aside your pen. And if you have coffee in the morning, like I do, I like to have a nice Chemex or pour gotta over. Gotta have the bean. Yeah, you gotta yeah. have the bean. Justin, what's your uh, pref- preferred way to do coffee in the morning? I uh, We just have a, a probably coffee mate or some uh, coffee maker. Brew mm. it, set it the night before, get it all set up, and it brews before the alarm goes off, so I wake up to a sweet smell of that bean juice. Mm. Praise God for whom all <laughs> coffee flows. Oh, yes. Amen yes. to that. All right, so what's, <laughs> let's, let's get back into this discussion we're having here. So what are some... Uh, key aspects of time alone with God. Yeah, yeah. So at its simplest level, there are two key aspects of your time alone with God, Bible and prayer. All right, two key aspects, Bible and prayer. So under under Bible, uh, here are a couple ways uh, to engage with the Bible and have some Bible intake in your time alone with God every morning. Uh, so first, you can read the Bible, then you can study the Bible, and third, meditate on the Bible. And all three uh, you can do every morning. When I say read the Bible, I mean just broad, no pen, not journaling, and just uh, letting the whole arc of Scripture seep into you. Read a couple chapters and just enjoy God's Word and understand more holistically what the Scriptures say. Study the Bible. This is where you get into something like an inductive Bible study. At Center Church, we talk about it with the coma questions Mm. that that guide our our study of the Scriptures. Uh, Other places you'll hear observe, interpret, apply. Um, There's a number of great books on how to study the Bible, but asking some good questions to understand and pull out what the author intended to write and understand more fully what a smaller section of Scripture is saying. We have a number of practical tools to help you in that if you want to grow. And then third, meditate on the Bible. Memorize it. Soak it up like a sponge. Find a verse that the Lord is impressing on your heart that morning while you're doing coma, and just repeat it eight to ten to twelve times to let it soak into you that you might remember it. So that's, that's Bible intake, one key aspect. Mm. The other key aspect that I would point out is prayer. All right, in prayer. Prayer, you're both speaking to God and listening to God, right? In prayer, we are expressing the desires of our heart. We're expressing praise and worship, and we are loving and treasuring Him. We're asking Him to move in our lives and in the lives of people around us, those that we care about and in our world. Uh, So we're speaking to God. Uh, But like any conversation, it goes two ways. So we want to listen to God and just set aside a little bit of time to sit quietly before him and ask him to impress on us anything from our scripture reading or anything, uh, maybe it's a sin from the previous day that he's going to bring up that we need to deal with with him, but spend some time listening to God. So key aspects, Bible intake, prayer, uh, and uh, that is a healthy, I think, starting point and foundation for a meaningful time alone with God. Awesome. So let's let's get into the nitty gritty now. Let's you know let's get really practical here. Um, for someone wanting to to have time alone with God first thing tomorrow morning, what would a solid you know what would that look like? Yeah, yeah. I'll run. I can run through this uh, real quick uh, for you guys. Just really practically, what a solid time alone with God could look like. Twenty or thirty minutes. It could look something like this. If if it looks like mine, <laughs> um, wake up. Grab your cup of coffee first thing. Sit on the couch in the living room with a pen, a Bible, and a journal, and uh, be ready to go. Spend about a minute just asking God to help you focus and worship Him, maybe to help you wake up a little bit and engage with the text and, and in a place, be, be in a place of worship. Maybe you'll start reading a psalm, uh, 12 to 15 verses of a psalm, and just pray thanking God or asking God for something that comes out as a main theme of that psalm. Uh, then you'll probably want to turn and walk through an inductive Bible study, more of that studying the Bible. 
um, from a smaller passage. It might be from our center church reading plan or a reading plan that you are walking through, but just something to study the text a little bit more deeply. And then this is one thing that's so important. I would encourage you to always pick one verse that strikes you from, from your inductive Bible study and that the Lord is impressing on you that morning and just let it soak into you. Mm. Move it from the head into the heart by meditating on it. Repeat it 10 times, emphasizing a new word in that verse each time. And then finish out your time with prayer. What did the Lord speak to you from his word that morning? Pray those promises that you read, those truths that you read back to him. Pray those truths for the people around you, for yourself and for our city, state, world, and, and close that time out in prayer. Yeah, that's that's really great stuff, Justin. Um, so I know you wanted to share a word of caution about our time alone with God, too. Um, I thought it would be really helpful, so I want you to get that in before we wrap up. Yeah, yeah. So so one word of caution, uh, just like, like anything uh, in the Christian life, you could uphold time alone with God as a way to earn your salvation or to impress God or to be a better Christian than others. Now, just as likely, uh, though, maybe you just reject discipline and and don't have time alone with God at all. And there's a passage in Philippians 3 where Paul holds these two ideas in amazing tension. All right, Paul calls uh, his impressive religious resume garbage because, he says, God is known by faith and salvation is a gift of grace. His religious resume is worthless. It is trash because... Salvation is by grace. Just a few verses later, though, he goes into this tirade of his hard work in light of the gospel. He says, I press on to make it righteousness my own. Straining, I strain forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal, toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God. All right, and what we see here is that the opposite of faith is earning, not effort. Dallas Willard says it like this, grace is not opposed to effort, Grace is opposed to earning. Mm. My my word of caution is this. Don't make time alone with God or any spiritual practice your righteousness before God and earning salvation and looking down on others. But also, don't say it's unimportant and I don't have to try because salvation is by grace, right? Grace is not opposed to effort, but it is opposed to earning. And Paul, who understood grace incredibly deeply, the apostle who saw the risen Lord Jesus in a vision and gave his life to planting churches, both understood the message of the gospel, salvation by grace through faith, and striving to take hold of righteousness practically today. Like Paul, we ought to strive, being careful not to earn, and being careful not to reject hard work in the Christian life. So that's just a word of caution to balance, fight that tension and, and balance that out as you're trying to spend time alone with God consistently. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and again, great stuff, Justin. That was that was extremely helpful. So as we wrap up today, uh, Justin and I just want to say thanks for listening to the very first podcast or the very first episode of the Center Church Discipleship Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Center Church Discipleship Podcast, where we seek to equip and empower those who believe in Jesus to live out their faith as all of life disciples of Jesus. Be sure to subscribe so you can be alerted when new episodes are released. If you have questions or there are topics you want to be discussed on the podcast, please email justin at We would love to hear from you.